This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Kirsten Ferreri. On Loving God by St. Bernard of Clairvaux. Dedication To the illustrious Lord Hemric, Cardinal Deacon of the Roman Church, and the Chancellor, Bernard, called Abbot of Clairvaux, wisheth long life in the Lord, and death in the Lord. Hitherto you have been wont to seek prayers from me, not the solving of problems, although I count myself sufficient for neither. My profession shows that, if not my conversation, and to speak truth, I lack the diligence and the ability that are most essential. Yet I am glad that you turn again for spiritual counsel, instead of busying yourself about carnal matters. I only wish you had gone to some one better equipped than I am. Still, learned and simple give the same excuse, and one can hardly tell whether it comes from modesty or from ignorance, unless obedience to the task assigned shall reveal. So take from my poverty what I can give you, lest I should seem to play the philosopher by reason of my silence. Only I do not promise to answer other questions you may raise. This one, as to loving God, I will deal with as he shall teach me, for it is sweetest. It can be handled most safely, and it will be most profitable. Keep the others for wiser men. CHAPTER One, WHY WE SHOULD LOVE GOD, AND THE MEASURE OF THAT LOVE You want me to tell you why God is to be loved, and how much. I answer, the reason for loving God is God Himself, and the measure of love due to Him is immeasurable love. Is this plain? Doubtless to a thoughtful man, but I am debtor to the unwise also. A word to the wise is sufficient, but I must consider simple folk too. Therefore I set myself joyfully to explain more in detail what is meant above. We are to love God for Himself, because of a twofold reason. Nothing is more reasonable, nothing more profitable. When one asks, Why should I love God? He may mean, What is lovely in God? Or, What shall I gain by loving God? In either case, the same sufficient cause of love exists, namely, God Himself. And first, of His title to our love. Could any title be greater than this, that He gave Himself for us unworthy wretches? And being God, what better gift could He offer than Himself? Hence, if one seeks for God's claim upon our love, here is the chiefest, because He first loved us. Ought He not to be loved in return? when we think who loved, whom he loved, and how much he loved. For who is he that loved? The same of whom every spirit testifies, Thou art my God, my goods are nothing unto thee. And is not his love that wonderful charity which seeketh not her own? But for whom was such unutterable love made manifest? The Apostle tells us, When we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son. So it was God who loved us, loved us freely, and loved us while yet we were enemies. And how great was this love of His! St. John answers, God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. St. Paul adds, He spared not His own Son, 
but delivered him up for us all. And the Son says of himself, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. This is the claim which God, the Holy, the Supreme, the Omnipotent, has upon men, defiled and base and weak. Some one may urge that this is true of mankind, but not of angels. True, since for angels it was not needful. He who succoured men in their time of need preserved angels from such need. And even as his love for sinful men wrought wondrously in them, so that they should not remain sinful, so that same love which in equal measure he poured out upon angels kept them altogether free from sin. End of chapter 1